Could the key to Arizona's defense be a coach that isn't even a full-time coach on this team yet? Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen today. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a got a lot to get to this show. We just talked last show. We talked about Arizona's offense and what it needed to do to uh, take that next level. And now we are, without further ado, we are going to break down Arizona's defense and what it needs to do. First, um, as many of you know, uh, Arizona's defense took a step back last year. I don't think that I'm really breaking any news right there. Um, it wasn't great in the first year, but under Don Brown, they at least tried hard, and there were some games that were uh, close that probably shouldn't have been close. Now with the defense, there is a uh, – or this past year, the defense uh, took a big step back, and um, you could chalk that some of that up to a new coach, uh, whatever the case may be. Um, But it wasn't good. And again, I'm not really breaking any news uh, with that. And the problem was with at least Don Brown's team is that they were forcing some turnovers. Yes, they were giving up a lot of points, but it's a little bit easier to look yourself in the mirror when you know that you're giving up defense as or when you're uh, at least forcing some turnovers. Arizona didn't do that last year, and they coupled it with not being able to defend the run while giving up a ton of yards through the air. Um, I think we knew for a fact that this was going to be a struggle when uh, Jaden Odd against Cal ran for nine or for Cal ran for nine thousand three hundred twenty-two yards against Arizona and is still running, by the way. But, um. The team did show a little bit of promise towards the end of the season. You started forcing some turnovers. Now, again, uh, a lot of that you could make the case is because there was a new first-year coach in there, or a first-year defensive coordinator in Johnny Nansen, and I totally respect that point. As a matter of fact, you know, I mean, most defensive coordinators are going to have some growing pains in their first year on the job. I think that's to totally be expected right there. So, again, I'm not uh, – I'm certainly all uh, all eyes on with uh, – in on Johnny Nansen, but I do believe that you needed to have kind of another eye, a set of eyes there to look at. And I think the first thing that they did was they brought in Dwayne Aquina. Now, I think getting Dwayne Walker was a good thing. I just don't think he might be a very good coach. I just don't think that they were moving in the right direction. Um, I don't think that the uh, head coach and Walker were on the same page. And if your head coach and your uh, cornerbacks coach aren't on the same page with the D coordinator, that can be an issue. Um, now, with Arizona, or excuse me, with Dwayne Aquina, just to rehash who Dwayne Aquina is, Dwayne Aquina was the defensive coordinators uh, for the best uh, defenses in school history. Um, and not only was he, uh, not only was he a great defensive coordinator, he was also known as a as a uh, coach that uh, got the absolute most out of his secondaries. And you can look from his time at Arizona, at Texas, at Stanford. If there is a more renowned defensive backs coach in the entire country than Dwayne Aquina. I would like to see him because I don't believe that there is. And again, his, uh, uh, his track record does speak for itself in that regard. So there's that. Um, but I think just having another, uh, another set of eyes though, on the, uh, on the defense will really help. And honestly, um, just because again, Dwayne Aquina, there's no offense that's been thrown out there that Dwayne Aquina hasn't uh, seen, um, 
uh, that Dwayne Aquina hasn't seen before. Um, now, uh, so again, I know that right now he is a uh, he's a full or that he's a he's an analyst, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if he gets back in after this year and becomes a uh, safeties or a, some kind of DB coach on a full time basis. I love having him back there because again, it gives you a uh, it gives you another set of eyes and an expert set of eyes right there. All right, so let's then talk about what uh, what this defense is going to be dealing with. And first on the defensive line. Um, you lost some players right here, but you could also make the case that some of these guys were going to be losing time anyways. And uh, the first player you lost, Hunter Eccles and Jalen Harris. Um, Jalen Harris uh, never really quite reached his uh, never really quite reached his potential here at the U of A, and you know that that's unfortunate. But um, but again, um, good player. Uh, just never really became dominant. Obviously, his father was one of the best linebackers to ever play here. Jalen never really approached that uh, uh, that landmark, but, you know, still a good player nonetheless. Um, and then Hunter Eccles on the opposite side. Hunter was the best uh, defensive lineman for the team last year. And not only was he the best defensive lineman on the team last year, um, he was the player that – you didn't really see coming. I didn't really see it coming. I didn't think that he was going to uh, uh, emerge in the manner in which he did. And by emerging in the manner in which he did, he became a big time player for Arizona. Now, again, he wasn't great by any means, but Arizona had not had a pass rusher and uh, had not gotten a player like that in the portal before. So you're hoping that you could find another player like a Hunter Eccles that, um, Maybe is at a uh, is overlooked at a big time school like Hunter Eccles was at USC, but can come in and get into the rotation and get into the rotation quickly. And I mean, that's certainly what you're hoping for if you're the University of Arizona. Um, then you lose Keon Bars on the defensive line to USC as well and Paris Shan. Now, listen, both those guys, especially Keon Bars, had some skills to him. I mean, he wasn't a bad player by any means, but. Um, he's had he did start losing some time to some of the other players on the team that are returning this year, and you're bringing in some new guys as well. So you got to keep that in mind. So um, at the uh, at the pass rusher position, and that's probably the position that you have the most concerns about on anybody on the team. At defensive end, Deuce Davis is going to Arizona needs Deuce Davis to be that guy. Um, they need him to be the pass rusher that can get you six to seven sacks. Again, he is a is a thin dude. Um, he comes from football royalty, so he, and he's going to get there. He's put on a ton of really, really good weight, but it's going to, uh, it's still going to be a process because he's probably about two thirty. His ideal weight's probably about two fifty five. I think he gets to that level next year, um, but I do think that he's going to probably lead the team in uh, uh, sacks this year, and they need him to lead the team in sacks because again, he is the one guy who is. I think uniquely qualified to do that being that he's got the bend, he's got the quick twitch and he's got the explosiveness off the edge. So you got Juice Davis right there. Then um, opposite him, who knows who that other uh, defensive end is. It could be uh, it could be Patu. It could be a lot of different guys. Nobody really knows who that's going to be. Now you do have a lot of defensive tackles that are going to be in the mix, whether that's Tyler Manoa whether that's Tai Tai Uyaga Lele, whether that's Jacob Kangaika. Um, you're also bringing in our guy, Big Bill Norton out of Georgia. Love Big Bill Norton. Um, but there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of different uh, avenues that Arizona's going to have to look at right there to see what they can do. Now, um, 
but those are going to be the guys. And then opposite, though, it's somewhere in that pass rusher, somewhere in there, you're going to have Taylor Upshaw. Now, he would probably, he'll probably, if you just had, if I had to guess, he'll probably start opposite Deuce Davis. I do believe that uh, Upshaw, again, had a four and a half career sacks at Michigan, went to Colorado. Uh, obviously, the Dion didn't vibe with Dion. No clue exactly what the deal was there, but obviously, they didn't, uh, um, they didn't view neither side viewed that as the best uh, place for him to uh, be going forward. And you know what? Like we talk about, that is OK. Arizona will take him. But that's kind of your defensive line right there. It'll be fascinating to see what exactly happens. Uh, can maybe a Tia Savea get in there, get in the mix as well? But unlike in the years past, you've actually got big bodies now, which is something you're not having to throw out 240 pound nose tackles anymore. Um, you're throwing out guys that look like they actually belong there as well. Now, let's speaking of which, let's talk about bird dogs. All right, now bird or excuse me, uh, bird dogs. I still with bird dogs. I don't even generally wear shorts, but I like uh, I like wearing bird dogs because you know what? It makes me look cool. And on top of that, which is a hard thing to do. And on top of that, it's super comfortable. Check out, use code uh, uh, Locked On College for a free tumbler with every purchase, by the way. Very cool. Birddogs.com backslash Locked On College. Again, a lot of kids are wearing it. It's because it's comfortable and it looks cool as well. So again, check it out. Bird Dogs right there. Birddogs.com backslash Locked On College. All right, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about linebackers next for the U of A. Come back with us. You were listening to Locked On Wildcats. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. If the defensive line was a question mark, is a question mark for the U of A, the linebacking core is not a question mark for the U of A. The linebacking core is loaded, and you would expect this to be the strength of this Arizona team. Um, as a matter of fact, I would be very surprised if this wasn't the strength of this Arizona team. Um, first and foremost, uh, you, uh, you got Jacob Manu back. We already know that Jacob Manu is a monster. Jacob Manu is a beast. Um, he was a freshman All-American last year, uh, got a ton of tackles, got a ton of times into the game, just was a very impressive overall player. And not only was he an impressive uh, player, um, he got better as the season goes on. Now, the one thing that this team does need to do is they do need to get um, – I believe that they do need to get uh, – you know, he's got to get downhill a little bit more. Like to see a few more tackles for loss. Like to see less of the safety tackles where you're basically chasing somebody down 10 yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Like to see it. But I think he can do that. Again, he's uh, put on some really good weight. Looks good. I'm excited to see what he can do right there. But Jacob Manu, big fan of what he can do. And he's already shown. It's not like you. I have to sit here and tell you that he's good. People already know that Jacob Manu is good. Now, one next guy that's a little bit of a projection is Justin Flo, but let's let this flow. He's got the um, the tagline of being uh, arguably the best linebacker prospect in recent California memory. Um, uh, Greg Biggins has talked about it many, many times about how uh, not only is he uh, was he the best uh, was he the best guy that he actually. Um, uh, not only was he the uh, the best guy that he actually went for, he thought he was going to be a superstar. Now. Sometimes injuries happen. Sometimes guys just take a little bit longer to, uh, you know, to develop. And that's all right. Um, 
but Arizona needs him to be the man. Arizona needs him to be a star, and I don't really see any reason why he can't be a star at the U of A, to be honest with you. Uh, everything's there. You look at him physically, he looks outstanding. He is a uh, he's a bigger dude to begin, or he's a bigger dude to begin with. Arizona hasn't had a linebacker like him, and he's taken on a little bit of a leadership role, which you love to see if you're Arizona, which you love to see if you're Jed Fish as well. Not coming in, just saying, oh, I'm in a new spot. Everybody knows who I am. He's looking to earn that spot. So having Justin Flo and Jacob Manu out there is a big, big deal. Both those guys I expect to be all-conference type players. Then Leviticus Sua. Leviticus Sua was not on campus during the spring, which obviously sets you back a little bit. But again, four-star kid out of modern day. He comes in, and in my opinion, he's going to force them into playing a lot of three linebacker sets. I think that he's going to have an impact much the way that Manu did and that you know he's good and he's physically ready to play. And he's a lot bigger than Jacob Manu. Again, this is no slight towards Jacob Manu, but Jacob Manu is fantastic, but he's a small guy. He's probably about 5'9", what, 215. This guy is... Uh, this guy's bigger. This guy's already in that 6'1", 235 realm, realm. And coming from the Trinity League, coming from playing at uh, modern day, he's played against the best uh, that this uh, uh, that the West Coast has to offer. And I expect him to step in there. Honestly, I think that he's going to be – honestly, I think he's going to be a, a very good player here for Arizona. And not only that, I think he's going to play sooner than later and that is something that you want if you're Arizona, especially when you're looking for new bodies along the entire uh, along the entire front, front seven, front eight, front six, whatever you want to call it. Um, a player that I don't know exactly how he's going to factor into the linebacking core, but I think he's going to factor in somewhere is Dalton Johnson. All right, Dalton Johnson at about – he's been here forever. I believe that he was a Kevin Sumlin – I almost said Rich Rod recruit, but I believe he was a Kevin Sumlin recruit. Um He's been here a long time, but he really started to flash this past year. And by flash, I mean, or in practice, he was kind of everywhere. He stuck, stuck, uh, stuck out in the scrimmage as well, just looked overall like a really, really good player that Arizona could uh, do a lot of things with. You like you like guys like Dalt Dalton Johnson out there for Arizona. And I think whether it's in the secondary, where it, whether it's in the linebacking unit, he's going to be able to make some plays there for the Wildcats. Excited to see what he can do. Again, he's been here for a long time, but you'd like to see him be able to sneak into that mix a little bit. All right. And then in the secondary, uh, you lost some you lost some key players for sure. We know that um, you lost uh, you lost Christian Roland Wallace to USC. Um, you lost Jackson Turner. Uh and um, you lost Christian Young, but I believe that losing Christian Young was addition by subtraction. I don't think he's very good. Uh, Roland Wallace is a good player for sure. I'm curious to see how he does at USC, but Arizona's got some options right there. And the first name that you're going to come to mind is Ephesians Prysock. Ephesians Prysock has to be that guy, in my opinion, in the secondary. He's got to be the player that takes that spot and already projects as being a conference, uh, all-conference type guy. Now, remember, he was a four-star kid coming out of California. Very talented dude. Um, was originally a UCLA commit. You watch him, and the first thing you notice is that he's legitimately about six foot two. And not only is he six foot two, he can move well. Because there's other guys out there that move well, but you know, or that are six foot two but don't really move well. The hips just aren't there. The flip just really isn't there. You don't have to worry about that with Ephesians Prysock. 
All of that is there and more. It's just about being able to really tone that game up and get that game to the next level. If you were to tell me that he was going to be an NFL player, I would not at all be surprised. I don't think anybody else would as well. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about the rest of the secondary right here. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we're talking about the secondary. Ephesians Price Hawks going to be locked in at one of those corner spots. Then I think you're going to see Charles Yates Jr. This is the epitome of another kid that uh, Arizona just gets. Arizona finds kids that know how to play. He's from Pierce uh, Junior College. I have a, fr a couple friends that played at Pierce, so I followed him pretty closely. There were a few good players on Pierce, but you could probably make the case that that's the worst uh, junior college in all of California. They were bad. But Charles Yates Jr. stuck out, played on both sides. He came into Arizona, was a little bit of a struggle initially, but after that, he uh, he really kind of took uh, took hold. I think he's going to have a – I think he's going to start. I think he's going to be opposite Ephesians Prysock, and it'll be fascinating to see how those guys uh, – how that all unfolds. But I like him a lot next uh, – on the opposite side of Prysock. And then at that uh, corner – or that the nickel spot, you're probably going to have Traden Stoops. Now, some Traden Stoops is kind of a lightning rod for some people. I get it, but I like Traden Stoops. I think Traden Stoops can play. And not only do I think Traden Stoops uh, can play – I think he's an opportunistic type nickel that Arizona does need right there. So those three corners right there, I'm okay with. I really am. And again, they're young. They're unproven to a certain degree, but there's talent there. And that the worst thing is, is having guys coming back that you know have experience, but there's no talent. These guys have talent right there. It's just going to be up for them to be able to uh, make that next move. And then at those safety spots, I thought for the longest time Gunnar Maldonado wasn't very good. Gunnar Maldonado in the last couple games of the season became very good for Arizona and made some impactful plays. If you're Arizona, you just want to continue to see him build on what he was able to do right there because he's, um, you know, the coaching staff obviously likes him a great deal. They just need him to be that playmaker. Then you got Isaiah Taylor right there. Jason Taylor's kid came on late in the season, got a lot of skill to, or got a lot of playmaking ability, but, um, you just needed to kind of see him out on the field more at a big interception against ASU um, with uh, uh, Jackson Turner moving on. I think you're going to see uh, that you're going to see um, a Isaiah Taylor uh, get in that starting lineup. And honestly, I don't think you're going to see him come out of there as well. And then uh, you got some other guys obviously back there. I believe that Genesis Smith um, if you were to tell me that he's going to be the best defensive player in this class, even better than Leviticus Sua, it wouldn't totally shock me. Big safety out of Chandler, big time potential, uh, big hitter. Uh, there's going to be some hit or miss right there, but I do love the fact that Dwayne Aquina is his coach right there. That means a lot to me um, because I think Dwayne's going to be able to steer him in the right direction uh, for what they need. Then you got DJ Warnell some other players like that. But this is going to be a uh, it's going to be fascinating for Arizona because again, I expect the offense to be fantastic. I really do. I think that this is going to be a loaded offense. What Arizona needs from the defense is to just not be totally crappy. You got to be if you can be like 8th in the conference as opposed to 11th or 12th, Arizona is going to win 7 games. I expect Arizona to win 7 games. I don't know exactly how the defense is going to do it, but I do expect the defense to be better because I think there's a lot of pieces to like there on the team. It's just got it's going to be about getting all these guys on the right uh, the right footing 
and being able to set them apart. But I do believe that there are more pieces to work with than there have been in previous years. And again, Jed Fish said, we're going to get bigger. We're going to get bigger along the lines and they're going to do just that. And they loaded up the linebacking core. You brought in a new coach as well in Dwayne Aquina. So again, bullish on the defense right there. So we'll see what happens. But as always, thank you for making Locked On your first listen of the day. We will be back with you. We're going to get back to some Arizona basketball, some commits that uh, some commits that are occurring, and we'll talk to you soon. As always, thanks for making this your first listen of the day.